If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hi, and welcome back to Give Us Morg. I'm Neve. I'm Megan. And we've swapped chairs, and even though you can't see it, it feels weird. It does feel weird. I'm gonna keep it real. It feels super awkward. I'm like, this isn't my usual spot. <laughs> it's the little things in life that make me feel weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't, I don't, I'm, I'm kind of lost for words today. It's me every day. So... I caved and I put up my Christmas tree today. Yes. Yeah, it was great. Had, it looks so good. I had the tunes a blaring. You have to though. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Everywhere. <laughs> okay, you go super high and I'll go super low. Okay. Everywhere you go. I hope that doesn't make it into the actual episode. Uh, I don't know. I might leave it in there. We'll see how it pans out. <laughs> I went to Starbucks today and I had a toffee nut latte. It's so good. It's so good, but I got the venti, which, you know, it was much. It was, it was yeah, much too much. Yeah, it is. The, like, medium. Yeah, I was, like, forcing myself to drink because I was like, I paid six euro for this drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's quite sweet. So I feel like a really large one, you'd just be like... (laughs) (laughs) I'd say that is their most common noise in their podcast. (laughs) It's my most common noise in life. (laughs) 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 Just not not in a good way. And and like in a, oh, fuck's sake. Get off me. Yeah. Why you always try to romance me? Leave me alone in my... Baggy jumper and no bra. <laughs> Hair oh my and a top bun. 
Actually, speaking of, I was going to say House Coat and then it reminded me of a show I'm watching on Netflix. Yeah. Have you started watching The Queen's Gambit? No. Is it good? Oh my days. It is so good. It's okay. so good. Yeah, but it really so. is. She, it's about chess. Okay. Yeah. So, today we're going to be talking about the X-Men of New Orleans, baby. It is so... I feel like it's fake. I think because it was in... Was it in a... In American Horror Story. It was. It was in Coven. Yeah. So I always feel like it's just a show, but obviously it's real. But to me, he does seem like that kind of jazz guy. Yeah, like, it is kind of wild to think that this was a real person. Mm. Like, you're like, what? Yeah. (laughs) Like, I thought he was just made up for the show. Yeah. Kind of a thing. Yeah. Because he really does seem like an actual character. Yeah. I really want to go to New Orleans or New Orleans. What is it? New Orleans. New Orleans. I do want to go to New Orleans. So bad. Yeah. I just... It looks amazing. Like, the houses look amazing. Unreal. Does that mean that we're old when we go places to, like, look at architecture? God damn it, I think so. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care. It's fine. It's fine. I... That's... Yeah. Yeah. So, that's what we're going to be talking about today. So, obviously, there is a violent warning on this episode. And, yeah, I guess I'll just jazz it on in. Jazz it up. Oh, instead of diving, we're jazzing it up today. Jazzing! Yeah. The Axeman of New Orleans was an American serial killer, naturally enough, who was active in New Orleans, Louisiana and surrounding areas in the 1918s. The crimes began roughly around May 1918 and ended about October 1919. Uh, World War I was coming to an end as the murders began. And Ooh. jazz was only starting to take off. No Just, way. Yeah. I fucking love jazz. I say I love jazz, but I don't know any jazz artists. <laughs> <laughs> Me. <laughs> but when it comes out, I'm like, yeah, fuck, this is my jam. This is a vibe. Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of only really starting to really take off. And while we might think think today that an axe is an extreme weapon to choose, mm-hmm. back then it was actually very, very common. Oh. Um, like almost every household would have an axe. This is what actually made the axe man quite terrifying is because everyone had an axe. I feel like in Ireland, if you have an axe in your house, you're like terrifying. Yeah, it's, yeah, I agree. If I ever found an axe in somebody's house, I would I'd be, be like, making my escape. <laughs> I just gotta leave real quick. Yeah, BRB. <laughs> BRB never returning. <laughs> Oh GTG. <laughs> like all of my online boyfriends when I was 12. <laughs> BRB. And then you like go online and you're waiting for them to come back on MSN. And they're, they, they're forever they offline. Back. I am convinced they were catfishing me. <laughs> Whatever helps you sleep at night. <laughs> uh, the Axeman made 12 known attacks on people. However, only six of these attacks resulted in death. Oh, so he wasn't a very good Axeman. No, that's what I said to Cottle. I was like, like, obviously it's terrible he killed people and he attacked people, but he only has a 50% success rate. But it's okay, bro. <laughs> Same. you have an axe and you can't kill somebody? Right? I mean, good that he couldn't, but... But at the same time, bruh. Uh, he became known as the Boogeyman because he would sneak into people's houses at night and would murder them whilst they slept in their beds. Like oh, a true gross. hero. Oh, that's so gross. 
Yeah. Uh, 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 no. The thoughts of like something, someone standing over my bed whilst I sleep actually makes me physically ill. <laughs> no. No, thank you. No one has been able to... Ad- in- <laughs> No one has been able to identify him, and still, to this day, we don't know who he was. Stop! I actually thought he was caught. No. Never caught. Nobody knows. Now, there's theories as to who he could have been and stuff, but there is no actual proof or evidence. Do you have a theory? I mean, there's one strong theory that I'll mention at the end. Okay. And I suppose, yeah, that one Mm. links in and makes a lot of sense. Okay. But every theory that people have kind of come up with, someone's almost been able to, like, debunk it a little. So, (sighs) ruining our hypotheticals over here. Fucking rude. It is rude. There was some people who think that the Axeman was actually something supernatural and not at all human. Oh. Oh, come on now. Yeah. Like, some people think he was a spirit or a demon. What? Yeah. And that he was just sent down to Earth... To just attack people. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say no. I'm just uh, not feeling that one. Yeah, that I was like, who in the heck believes that? Ah, uh, no, no, no. However, <laughs> the Axeman would use the axes and other things that he found in the houses of the people that he was actually attacking. Like he wouldn't. That's so rude. Yeah, he wouldn't bring his own axe. Like he needs their own. That is so lazy. Like you're just gonna go up there and not even bring your own weapon, sir. And like he can't even say it's like a forensic countermeasure because it's the 1918s. Like what forensics is there? (laughs) Okay. Right. Mm, Okay. Yeah. I was like, that's really lazy. Uh, he would chisel out the bottom panels of doors to break into the houses. My worst nightmare. Actually, my worst yeah. nightmare. Now, um, there's, like, photos, like, crime scene photos of, like, some of the panels that were chiseled out. And it was always, like, in the bottom of the door. And so people were like, how the heck did he fit under there? Maybe he was just a tiny little man. Yeah, you see, he's actually described as being large. By several people. So now some people, like there's a theory that maybe he was quite tall and so that he chiseled out enough that he could get kind of like the top half of himself in and unlock it, unlock the door. Yeah. And then like get in that way. But there's, again, there's no actual proof to like... Imagine him like going through the bottom panel like, "Mm, I'm a slithery snake. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, so again, there's like that kind of theory, but there's no actual evidence to support it. Like, can I just say, imagine waking up in the middle of the night and there's some fucking guy halfway through your panel. Slithering snake. <laughs> and he just goes back, like, you look at each other and he goes back, like, <laughs> and he just like reverts back in, like, I was never here. <laughs> Great, love it. That's just great. Um, most of his victims seemed to be Italian-Americans, and by most, I think I mean all. Oh my god, that's just fucking racist. Yeah, it is. He would attack Italian-Americans who owned small businesses. Most oh. of them were grocers. Oh. Yeah. Part, like a big part of the community. Right? Like, fuck you. Like you're just really going for them all. I will say, just as like a kind of general warning, he didn't care about age. Mm-hmm. Or gender. Okay. So that's just, the age part is just for people listening. 
he didn't care about age. There is a young, young child mentioned in this. Yeah, keep that in mind. As I continue on, some people debate on when the Axeman's killing spree actually started, as in 1911, similar styled attacks happened. Um, similar styled attacks happened. <laughs> so happened. cute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it happened. It I happened. fucking love that. <laughs> it happened. Um... Yeah, now, where am I? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I, was like, I wasn't going to say anything, and I was like, that's so cute. Um, recent researchers have called questions on these reports and, like, have studied them, um, and it's kind of highly unlikely. However, yeah, it's unclear. Some feel like the murders were linked and that the Axeman was a law-abiding citizen during the day, and at times an alter ego would appear and he wouldn't be able to fight the urge. And that that's what the lead investigator at the time of the attacks actually felt. Like he was like, I feel like it's someone who has like a split personality. So when the split personality comes out, he just can't, like he has to go with the urge and he has to go kill people. Like Jekyll and Hyde. Kind of a thing. Yeah. So we're going to start it. On May 23rd, 1918... <gasps> It's my birthday. It's my birthday. That's some more personal information. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You can just come on on straight. Well, no, I was going to say you could come on and just straight up rob us, but I have nothing for you to rob. (laughs) Yeah, no. No. So on Megan's birthday, except in 1918, at the home of Joseph and Catherine Maggio, they were attacked while they slept in their apartment over the grocery shop that they owned. The Axeman broke in by breaking the bottom panel of the kitchen door. He then proceeded to cut the couple's throats with oh. a straight razor Ugh. and then bashed their head in their heads in with Joseph's axe. Ugh. Possibly to try and hide the real cause of death, but again, who knows? Joseph's two brothers, Jake and Andrew, who lived in the apartment beside Joseph, found the couple. Catherine's head was almost completely decapitated. Stop. Yeah. My neck is like... Contracting inwards. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Joseph was badly beaten, Mm. but Catherine was like way worse. Like her neck was almost completely gone. Yeah. With hanging on. Oh, stop. The Axeman was there with the intent of just murder, as jewellery and money were out in plain sight and none of it was taken. Okay. Joseph's axe was left at the scene, and investigators also found bloody clothes that they presumed to belong to the Axeman. So he brought a nice change clothes for himself to get into so that he'd leave the apartment clean. Oh, I hate that. I fucking hate that so much. Yeah. Like, that just shows pure just intent and also, to kill. Like, the kind of disregard for if he was going to get caught or not. Like, I feel like clothes are kind of nearly a big indicator. Yeah, but, like, he was like, they won't catch me. Like, I have plenty of time. Ugh. Right? It also doesn't feel like a first go. I feel like... Yeah, and this is why people are like, this couldn't have been his first murder. Yeah. Like, he knows what he's straight up doing. Yeah, it does seem like he does, because... Like, what a way to just start your killing spree. And how would he have known that Joseph had an axe? Well, because everybody almost did back then. Like, it was a very common... Yeah. But I wonder if he, like, 
checked the place out first and then it's highly possible or if it was like an afterthought hmm. and then he was like oh i like this i never actually thought about that hmm. Hmm. that's a good that's a very good point like he just went in with the straight razor and then he seen that joseph had an axe and was like hmm yeah why not and then was like oh girl <laughs> <laughs> i feel the power <laughs> give me more <laughs> give me give me more <laughs> That's the ghost. That's the, that's the ghost that we were talking about before. The Britney Spears ghost with crop top. <laughs> and Daisy Dukes. Low rise. <laughs> with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> we fucking like glitter bronzer. <laughs> oh, I feel like we're describing Jessica Simpson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It feels like that. Yeah. yeah. Jessica Simpson. Sauce. Anywho's... <laughs> The bloody razor was found in the front lawn of the next door neighbor's house and the razor belonged to the brother Andrew who was a barber. On the sidewalk written in chalk was Mrs. Maggio is going to sit up tonight like Mrs. Tony. What? Yeah. Nobody knew who the fuck Mrs. Tony was. Maybe his first kill or previous? Most likely, yeah. But police were like, we don't have a record of a Mrs. Tony being attacked. Yeah, but if she, if he'd only maybe come just into New Orleans. Yeah, that's so people were like, what? Yeah. (laughs) Andrew's employee, Esteban Torres, told police that two days prior to the murders, Andrew took the straight razor to get fixed. So there was like a chip in it and he was like, oh, I'm going to go bring this and get it. What's called? Whatever it's called. Sharpened. Sharpened and... Andrew, is that one of the brothers? Yeah. Okay. So police were like, hmm, interesting. Andrew had found the two bodies two hours after the murders had occurred and he told police the whole reason that he... So he was like, I went in to check on my brother and sister-in-law because he could hear weird noises through the walls. Oh. He said he didn't hear the murders happen because what had happened was is he had been out drinking in the early hours of the morning and he was drunk when he got home because he'd been celebrating because he was joining the navy oh so it was he was he knew he was going to be shipped off soon to the navy so mm-hmm. he went on a big celebratory night out fair and so like he was like I was drunk when I got in Mm-hmm. side I just passed out asleep and when I came to I could just hear these weird noises through the walls so okay. he decided to go in and check on his brother and sister-in-law and mm. found them oh dead so the noises that he was hearing was probably it was probably them dying Joseph was only badly beaten so he wasn't dead well he did die but yeah he wasn't like he probably didn't die immediately so he was probably hearing oh oh god he was probably, God forbid me, hearing the brother like, oh, stop it, stop it, ew, ew, yeah. ew. Yeah. Andrew was the number one suspect, but was eventually let go because the police couldn't find 
any holes in his story. Yeah. Like, his alibi was airtight and, like, people were like, yeah, no, like, he, he was, was here. faced with us. Yeah, so they were like, fuck. Mm. <laughs> Wasn't him. Why can't our jobs be that easy? But had he already picked up the razor and everything, like, he had it in his possession at the time? Or had he, it was still with the... Well, that's, so the employee was like, well, two days ago, he took the razor. Okay. Out of the barber shop. Uh-huh. And said that he was taking it to go get it fixed. Mm-hmm. But if it was used to kill the brother, I don't know if he did take it to get it fixed or not. But yeah, Do you, you know, like you wouldn't be able to tell if it was that razor. No, it was. Oh, they oh. knew like it was. It was his razor. Ah, uh, so oh that's why. Yeah, so that's why the employee was like, "Well, yeah, two days ago he took it out of the shop with saying that he was going to get it fixed, but." Well, maybe he did get it sharpened and brought it home. But that's... Maybe he collected it and brought it home and was like, oh, I'll bring it with me next time I'm going down to the barbers. Hmm. And then just so happened that whilst he was out, the... So, Loser Boy came in with no weapons at all and just used the weapons that he found in the home. Yeah. And that's a big MO. Like, that's pretty much what he does. Or he will bring weapons with them, with him, but they aren't his. Like, he took them from somebody else. Like, he never uses his own actual weapon. Well, and so the police did think it was Andrew. Like, they were like, 1,000% him. But everything he said added up. Everything yeah, he they said they were able to prove was right and not, there wasn't any lies being told. Okay. And as well as this, people had said that they had seen a strange man lurking near the residence the night of the murders. Okay, yeah. so they he was casing at the place. He was like... Are they still asleep? Are they still awake? Have they gone to bed? Oh, I hate that so fucking much. <sighs> I know, it's so annoying. Look, I'm not, like, I'm one of these people, I leave a light on in my kitchen yeah. at night just to be like, oh, I'm still awake, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Please don't attack me. Mm, literally. Yeah. On June 28th, 1918, Lewis Bessemer and his mistress, Annie Harriet Lowe, were attacked in the early in the early hours of the morning in the back of the grocery shop. So the back of the grocer was the apartment, um, which at first I didn't realise as I was writing this, so I (laughs) apologise. And then I was like, oh, I thought they were just like doing it in the back of the grocery shop and were attacked. But the back of it was an apartment. Okay, fair. Louis was struck with a hatchet above his right temple and this possibly led to a skull fracture. Mm. Annie was hacked over the left ear. Louis was badly beaten, but Annie was so much worse off. The pair was discovered shortly after 7am by John Zanka, a driver... I'm sorry if I said that wrong. (laughs) A driver of a bakery wagon who was there for a routine delivery. That's what they call my ass. A bakery wagon. (laughs) I was like, a routine delivery? (laughs) Well, well... It's Sundays at 7pm. <laughs> Your couch is like, here it comes. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> Mama come through. <laughs> Make way for Fanny. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> John found the bottom, uh, that the bottom panel of the bedroom door was missing. And the axe belonged to Louis, and it was found in the bathroom. The couple luckily survived. Oh, good. Yeah. And when Annie was questioned, she said that a large white man had attacked her, 
but later changed her statement saying that it was Louis that had attacked her. Oh, Annie. However, police didn't take it seriously as Annie... Oh, sorry, I lied. Annie died seven weeks after the attack. Oh, God, no. Yeah, so I lied. (laughs) So she tried to say that it was Louis. So at first she said a large white man broke in and attacked her and Louis. And then at a later date was like, no, wait, it was Louis. He attacked me. But police were like, he has... He's been hitting the head with a hatchet so why would he do that to himself yeah like it just didn't like they were like no sweetie yeah and bless her like i'd say she didn't remember at all she was so confused she was badly beaten in Mm. the head and had taken many hits to the head with the hatchet and so like she just and police kind of knew like she wasn't fully there on august 5th 1918 mrs schneider I can't find a first name. Okay. Some websites say, I forget what they, some websites had a name for her and then some websites said that there was no name, no, no first name. nobody knows her first name. Okay. So we didn't want to put her first name in there from the websites that had it in case it was wrong. Okay, fair. So, Mrs. Schneider was attacked in the early hours of the night. Mrs. Schneider was several months pregnant. <gasps> oh no. No, I don't like that at all. And you're not That's gonna, horrible. Right? And she awoke to find a dark figure standing over her. Now, oh. she began mm-hmm. screaming as the axe came down on her face. Her <laughs> screams woke her neighbours and they found her unconscious with her head severely beaten. And she was missing some teeth. Oh, no. So she fucking swallowed them. She was taken to the hospital... Where a couple of days later, she gave birth to a very healthy baby girl. (gasps) Oh, love that! Mrs. Schneider said that she didn't remember anything from the attack. That's a blessing in a way. In one sense, yeah, she's lucky that she doesn't really remember it. Yeah. In another sense, I'm sure police were like, for fuck's sake, woman! (laughs) (laughs) Probably, but... And and it was the 1980s, so they were probably like, me! Yeah. (laughs) You women! But she survived and she had a very healthy baby. Oh, I'm so glad. Which I thought lightens the mood. It does. On August 10th, 1918, an elderly man by the name Joseph Romano was attacked. Joseph's nieces, who lived in the adjoining room, woke to the sound of the commotion. They found Joseph with serious head trauma. The two girls claimed that they saw the Axeman fleeing the scene. They described him as a dark, heavy-set man who wore a dark suit and a slouched hat. Oh. So that does that mean that he, he wouldn't have had he would not have had time to change his clothes that time around because the pieces no. woke up. Yeah, they, he was caught fleeing the scene that time. But that's a completely different description to what was her name again? Annie. Annie. Yeah. She said he was a white man, a large white man at first. So it's a completely different description mm. of Annie's description. So it's a bit... Yeah, but I feel like Annie wasn't... She wasn't in the place to, no. to make a description. And no. I'd say she was being pressured. She probably was. Yeah. Uh, Joseph sadly died two days later due to how severe his head trauma was. And the police found the axe in the backyard... And the bottom of the door, again, had been chiselled. Mm-hmm. You know what's so good, though? Your door couldn't do that. 
Yeah, I love my door. Yeah, you don't have panels in your door. No, we don't. And I actually love it. And there's yeah. a deadbolt on top of it. Oh, yeah. Like, so we have the general lock and then we have a deadbolt. You know what that, that and then actually we have the alarm. Like, gives me like a little happiness inside my stomach? Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, fucking deadbolt that shit. So after all of these attacks, New Orleans was on high alert. Yeah. And um, people were starting to panic because they were like, oh my fucking God. Yeah. yeah. The New Orleans, the New Orleans, sorry, I keep saying New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, no, it was only because I heard it today. I was like, is that how you say it? Yeah, over here we call it New Orleans, but I think it is New Orleans. No, Orleans. New Let's Orleans. Call it New Orleans. A state newspaper released an article in which it stated that armed men are keeping watch over their sleeping families while the police are seeing to solve the axe attacks. Extra police are being put to work daily. Good. That's a good response. That is a good response. Yeah. People were, though they were in hysteria and on an extreme high alert, people were in such panic. People started getting rid of their axes and then people reported finding axes and chisels in their gardens. And Ew. Yeah, like, I think though some of it was paranoia. Yeah. Like, they were just all like, oh my god, we're all gonna fucking die! <laughs> <laughs> um, which, I mean, that's not to say I wouldn't be like that if I was in, if I was in New Orleans at that time period. Yeah. Um, one person reported seeing the axe man in the streets dressed as a woman in disguise. What? And then how did he know it was the axe man? How did he not know it was just a woman? Like a, like a broad woman. How did he not know it was, wasn't just me bringing home an axe? <laughs> um, another man's door had been chiseled, but thankfully no one was home. Ew. Yeah. Oh, and there are many stories like this. My the hairs of my arms are literally standing. I hate that. Yeah. Oh, and like literally, so many similar stories like this ha- were happening all across New Orleans. Ugh. One grocer had put like a tin of tomatoes or something by at the back panel, at the bottom panel of his door. Yeah. So when the axe the axeman tried to chisel in. But the cans were in the way and he couldn't. Smart. Smart. So then after this, it all quietened down. Like, nothing really happened. Yeah. And then on March 10th, 1919, a grocer named Charles Cortemiglia. I'm so sorry, I botched that. His wife, Rosie, and their infant daughter, Mary, were attacked. Oh, gross. Rosie woke to the noise of her husband trying to fight off the intruder. (laughs) Charles took several blows to the head. Rose grabbed her daughter and begged the axeman. I have tears in my eyes. I can't do this right now. She grabbed her daughter to try and escape. but So she begged the axeman for mercy for her two-year-old daughter. Oh my God. Whilst taking hits to the head. Whilst this was happening, the axeman did manage to hit the two-year-old. A neighbour had heard the screams coming from the house and went to check on the family. And he found Rosie holding her dead daughter. Oh, stop. I can't. Can we, like, just take a minute? Yeah. I know, yeah. I was like... What the fuck? How sick do you have to be to literally have a woman begging, holding her child... Trying to protect, like, she was trying to, like, you know, stop, stop it. I can't. It's sick. 
Um, Rose claimed it was the neighbour and his son who attacked her. What? Yeah. The husband, Charles, disagreed and, like, <laughs> denied the... Like, he was like, no, it wasn't. Like, he was... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It was not them. Like, it wasn't. The neighbor was 69 and the son was, like, 19 or something. Like, and the neighbor was, like, too elderly. Like, he was to have committed the murders. And the son was, like too big and too large to like fit through the chisel like they were like it was not like he was like it was not these men but like if you're after going through that and somebody like if the neighbours ran over you probably put (sighs) two and two together and you're like oh well it could only have been them nonetheless the two men were actually arrested and sentenced to hang what after the trial Charles divorced Rose because he was like what are you doing and then uh, almost a year later, Rose announced that she had falsely accused her neighbours. <gasps> she stated it was out of jealousy and spite. What? Rose? Yeah. I was like, what the... F- I felt so sorry for you, like, literally five sentences ago. Some asshole has come in and killed your two-year-old child. And out of jealousy and spite, you fucking accuse your neighbours. What's the jealousy over? Because they had a better fucking fence? better grass fuck you yeah um thankfully the neighbors were released from prison after oh, this thank God. and they never actually were hung but they were sentenced to and if she hadn't said what she oh, said when a she year did later but that's if she hadn't said what she said when she did like they would have been hung oh for a crime God. that like not once not a chance they committed like the and the husband was like, "Why are you arresting these men? Like it was not these men." That's something about the death penalty. If you if know, you get it wrong and you sentence them to the death penalty, like what are you doing? Like I, imagine you're someone like Rose who is fucking jealous and is like, "They killed my friend," or they, ca-. like, what are you doing? Like one innocent man killed by the death penalty is too much. And like, they ran over to help her. Yeah, the elderly man could hear the screams from across the road. And so he was like, what the fuck's going on over there? And obviously, now it's been a break, I know. But like, you know, so, yeah, I was like, God. That's a lot. That was a lot in like a paragraph. It really was. Like, it's a roller coaster of a paragraph. Now, I will say, and I'm not defending him, I don't think he actually meant to kill the two-year-old. I think he was trying to get Rose. No, and I'm not, like... He deserves to have toothpicks put under his toenails and be forced to stub his toes. Ooh. Ooh, my toes hurt. 
So, this is my favorite part of the story. Okay. Here comes the amazing letter. Oh. And I'm in two minds on, wh- on whether to read the entire letter or not. Give me the best parts. Okay, so, on March 14th, a letter that the Axeman wrote to the Times Picayune newspaper. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was published. And it was like he wrote it on March 13th and then it was published and he sent it in and then they published it. Okay. And it started, esteemed mortals of New Orleans, of <laughs> New Orleans. <laughs> me, me, on my Bebo page. Esteemed mortals. <laughs> like what? A fucking <laughs> sentence. Oh, oh, oh. His letter, I just want to say, is the most dramatic thing. Oh in the, like, my god. Even I'm not that dramatic. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's great. Esteemed mortals of New Orleans, the Axeman. <laughs> That's how the letter starts. And he taunts the police a bit about how they haven't caught him and they never will catch him. Mm-hmm. And then he says, I am not a human being, but a spirit and a demon from the hottest hell. Do they have pens and paper in the hottest hell? I didn't know they taught you how to write. Wow, so cool. Is it in cursive? (laughs) (laughs) So then he says that on March 19th that he is going to attack Holmes. At 12.15 on next Tuesday night, I am going to pass over New Orleans. I'm very fond of jazz music, and I swear by all the devils in the nether regions (laughs) that every person shall be spared in in whose home a jazz band is in full swing at the time I have just mentioned. Oh, so they had to have a band. Yeah. So he... Moral of the thing is that he's going to spare any house that has jazz music coming from it. And any house that doesn't, he'll attack. What if he couldn't afford a full fucking jazz band? Right. Like, un- Would a record f- work? Unlucky for you. Yeah. Did they have records back in 1919? I, f- I feel like they did I with f- the gramophone. Yeah, I feel like they did too. I'm sure they did, yes. The police called the Axeman a bloodthirsty maniac for human slaughter. after the letter was published and this also then went in to fuel the rumours that the Axeman was something supernatural (sighs) or he's just a fucking loser I wonder how many times he wrote that letter dear esteemed (laughs) I am it doesn't even start dear it just starts it's esteemed (laughs) wait hold on let me get it up it's just like so good I love it I love how dramatic he is. Yeah. I just think the letter is, like, the greatest thing. I can read the letter um, if you want. Yeah, hit me with it. You can just, you can cut it out if you think it's too long. (laughs) Okay. Are you ready for this? Yeah, hit me. So, Hottest Hell, March 13th, 1919 is the, like... The title? Yeah. of Like, he titled his letter like that. Esteemed mortals of New Orleans, the Axeman. They have never caught me, and they never will. They have never seen me, for I am invisible, even as the ether, ether, sorry, fuck, I fucked it up. <laughs> even as the ether that surrounds your earth. I am not a human being, but a spirit and a demon from the hottest hell. 
I am what you Orleanians and your foolish police call the axe man. Foolish. When I see fit, I shall come and claim other victims. I alone know whom they shall be. I shall leave no clue except my bloody axe, besmeared with blood and brains of he whom I have sent below to keep me company. Wow. If you wish, you may tell the police to be careful not to rile me. Of course, I am a reasonable spirit. I take no offence at the way they have conducted their investigation in the past. In fact, they have been so utterly stupid as to not only amuse me, but his satanic majesty, Francis Joseph, etc. Oh, yeah? But tell them to beware. Let them not try to discover what I am, for it were better that they were never born than to incur the wrath of the Axeman. I don't think there is any need of such warning, for I feel sure the police will always dodge me, as they have in the past. They are wise and know how to keep away from all harm. Undoubtedly, you Orleanians think of me as a horrible murderer, which I am, but I could be much worse if I wanted to. If I wished, I could pay a visit to your city every night. At will, I could slay thousands of your best citizens and the worst, for I am in close relationship with the angel of death. Now, to be exact, at 12.15 earthly time, on next Tuesday night, I'm going to pass over New Orleans. In my infinite mercy, I'm going to make a little proposition to you people. Here it is. I'm very fond of jazz music, and I swear by all the devils in the nether regions that every person shall be spared in whom's home in whose home a jazz band is in full swing at the time I have mentioned. If everyone has a jan- jazz band going, well then, so much the better for you people. One thing is certain, and that is that some of your people who do not jazz it out on that specific Tuesday night, if there be any, will get the axe. Well, as I am cold and crave the warmth of my native Tartarius, and it is about time I leave your earthly home, I will cease my discourse, hoping that thou wilt publish this, that it may go well with thee. I have been, am, and will be the worst spirit that ever existed, either in fact or realm of fancy, the Axeman. It's great, right? Yeah. Imagine if he was a spirit and Satan is like, dude, back down here. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Satan is like, dude, you're embarrassing me. (laughs) Just write songs for Evanescence instead. Why are you being so embarrassing? Jesus Christ. Wake me up. Wake me up inside. Wake up. Oh, that was it. That was a ride. So dramatic. <laughs> Just why are you so dramatic, dude? Um, the people took this letter like super serious. Yeah, well, to be fair, I would too. <laughs> I'd learn how to play the fucking. <laughs> I'd be like, I'll be the jazz band. <laughs> um, restaurants and nightclubs extended their opening hours for that night, and jazz bands were in high demand. 
people gathered in each other's homes um and when 12:15 came new orleans was in full swing say that was lit though i'd say it was like in one sense you're absolutely petrified and in another sense you're like scooboo <laughs> <laughs> A local jazz artist, Joseph Davila, wrote a song about the night called The Mysterious Axeman's Jazz. Ooh. And it's very famous, I think. I am led to believe. Oh. Uh, yeah, it became a massive hit. Uh, and nobody was attacked that night. Oh, good. Yeah. It said that they went all night. Like, they were afraid to stop. He didn't yeah. mention a stopping time. Yeah. So they went, like, they went into, like, the wee hours of the morning. Um, Like, I can only just imagine the fear. I know, yeah. Like, being in a nightclub, being like, (laughs) like, please don't kill me. But, again, I wonder, was he just walking up and down the street? Like, well, this nobody like mentions seeing him or yeah. like any, there's no sightings of him. So it's kind of like, oh my God, like, who is he? Is he wandering the streets? Yeah. Or is, was it is just, he just at home chilling and he's like, oh, those assholes are playing jazz. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> Morons. Um, on August 10th, 1919, Steve Boca was attacked in his bedroom as he slept. Oh. Steve woke to find a figure standing over his bed. When Steve came to after the attack, he went outside. He ran to his neighbor's home and was like, oh shit, my brains are here. Oh. Collapsed. Oh God. Um, When police investigated Steve's home, they found the usual evidence that it was the Axeman. But luckily, Steve survived the attack. Oh yay, go Steve. But unluckily, well... For the police, luckily for him, unluckily for the police, he couldn't remember a thing. Yeah, well, I mean, he was attacked in the head, so yeah, it's it's fine. Yeah, on September second, nineteen nineteen, a local pharmacist had to fire gunshots at an intruder. The intruder got away, but did leave behind a chisel and an axe. Ew! Good for the pharmacist, though. I, I, right. I was like, way yeah. to go you, sir. Yeah. Being like, pew, pew, get the fuck out. <laughs> I would love, that's how I like to think I would be. I, but I don't have a gun, but like, you know. I'd be under my bed like. <laughs> <laughs> do the covers like, he can't see me. <laughs> Not here. That's how I imagine demons, you know, when you think there's like ghosts or demons and they come in and you go under the covers. Yeah. You're like, fuck. Where the fuck she go? Hey, come back out here. God damn it, now I can't get you. How did you know I can't get through a blanket? (laughs) (sighs) I'll believe that till the day I die. (laughs) Um, On September 3rd, 1919, Sarah Sarah Lauman was found lying unconscious in her bed after suffering several head injuries and missing teeth. She was found by neighbours who became worried when she didn't answer their door... The, the door. The axeman had um, entered the apartment through an open window and a bloody axe was found in the front lawn. Sarah recovered from her injuries, but she, again, couldn't remember anything. And she was only 19. But it's good that she recovered. And I, I feel like, I feel happy because I'm saying a lot of that's good. Yeah. Like, the people that he did kill is really sad and depressing, but then the people that survived, you're like, yay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Sounds like a roller coaster episode. Yeah. Because you're like, yay. My emotions are all over the place. You're welcome. (laughs) On October 27th, 1919, Mike Pepitone was attacked. This is the Axeman's last known attack. Mike's wife and their six children slept in the room next door. The wife was woken by a noise and entered the room to find a large axe-yielding man beating her husband. Mike was hit 18 times, possibly with multiple weapons. Oh. The wife said that there was possibly two attackers, but she was unsure. She reportedly said that every time Mike turned his face, blood came from his head and face. It simply poured all over the bed. Oh, Jesus, that's terrifying. And imagine you have your six kids in the next room. Like, what do you do? Right. When police arrived, they found the usual clues. But alongside it, there was heavy bolts, like something that was used to secure circus tents. And the circus was in town that night. Huh. Yeah. And there's also a possible mafia connection. What? Okay. Mike's father had killed somebody in or linked to the mafia. Okay. So police thought that maybe this had something to do with Mike's death. Um, Mike's dad was in prison for the murder that he had committed. So it was possible that Mike was used to get at the dad. Yeah. Again, though, there's the usual clues that it was the axe man, like the chiseled door mm. and the axe. Like it but was- then it's an easy out for somebody that already wants to kill somebody. Yeah. So this is why it it's his last... The last murder that is accounted to him. Yeah. However, it is unclear if it was him or not. Oh. There are many theories as to who or what the Axeman is. One popular theory is from a crime writer named Colin Wilson. And that is that the Axeman could have been Joseph Mumphrey, who oh. was shot dead in Los Angeles in nineteen in December 1920 by the widow of Mike Pepitone. Oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. She used an alias, but it was her. What if, okay, hear me out. What if Mike was always the intended victim and the mafia people were playing the long game just In the 1919s and then the Axeman actually stopped in the 18. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. The police looked into this. And, like, there's a lot, like, the police looked in and they found that Joseph was the leader of a group of blackmailers who preyed on Italians. Oh. He was also sentenced to prison after the axe murders of 1911. Hold on. And in the summer of 1918 was paroled. There was axe murders in 1911. Yeah, I said at the start that they, there was similar murders. You said it fast, they were cute because they were similar styled. Oh, murders. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of got... Yeah. I know, yeah, you get swept up in that, like... Yeah. Yeah, so he was sentenced to prison in 1911 after the, like, the last murder of mm-hmm. 1911 and then was paroled in the summer of 1918. That's so weird. Suspicious. Yeah. Joseph also left New Orleans after the murder of Mike Pepitone. Now, a scholar, Richard Warner, said that the chief suspect at the time was Frank Doc Mumphrey, who used the alias Leon Joseph Mumphrey. 
Huh. However, it has been debunked by a couple of people because oh. it's extremely hard to find records of any of these people existing. God damn it. Yeah. Now, to be fair, it was the 1918s. So, of course, it's going to be fine. It's going to be hard to find if, like, this Joseph Mumphrey dude. But yeah, that's the X-Men murders. That was a fucking roller coaster. It is. Because he does kill people. But then people also survive. Yeah. So you're like, God damn. I'm all over the place. What really got me was Mary. Yeah. Because obviously, like, I knew of the Axeman of New Orleans and that, but I actually didn't know that he killed a child. Mm. And so I was like, oh my God. Like, I was like, wow, this just took, like, an extremely dark turn. And then Rose just brings you on a wild roller coaster. Yeah, Rose, get your shit together. Yeah, because you're like, oh, Rose, you've lost your child. Then you're like, wait, why are you framing these two innocent men? There's no need for that. There really isn't. It's wild. So nobody knows who he was, but there are like people being like, I think it could be this guy or I think it could be this. Um, some at the time police thought maybe it was a woman because oh. the back panel, the panels that were chiseled out were so small. But I mean. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. No, I refuse to believe it was a woman. I do too, because... They were so violent. Women, they we, can be violent, but we're cleaner. We can be, yeah, we're cleaner. We think more of, like... Poison. The mess. Yeah, like, we think of a mess. Yeah. And, and be like, no, I'm not doing that one. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't think it was a woman. I think, I think, to be honest with you, the police just had no absolute clue who it was, so they were hypothesising anything and anyone. Yeah. They're like, it, like, God damn it, it has to be somebody. Yeah. Um, a lot of people were, like, arrested and convicted. Because they found, the, because they found the bodies. Or, like, found the people. Yeah, that, I think that's so rude. Like, and I always say, I always say, like, if you hear something, say something. Like, it's so like, don't arrest them for it. Yeah. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. <sighs> that was a fucking wild ride. It Thank was. you very much, Neve. You were most, most welcome. So I enjoyed you, that. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed that episode. It was quite fun to write because it's so wild. And also, I feel like it's hard to believe that it's true. Yeah, I think for the whole jazz thing, it just adds that element of... Like, lol, how is this real? Yeah. Especially that letter. <laughs> yeah. Esteemed mortals. Yeah. So, really hope you enjoyed this episode. It was brought to you by me. <laughs> brought to you by Simply Safe. <laughs> we wish. Sponsor us. Sponsor We've us. moved on from Mattress Mick. We'll still I'll, take a sponsor, though. I'll never move on from Mattress Mick. Angel. Icon. Irish icon. Irish icon. And before I do any socials or anything like that, Let's make revenge porn in Ireland illegal. Yes, Jesus. Oh my gosh, yes. What the fuck? That Discord server. <sighs> really I- pisses me off. Yeah. Really pisses me off. And you know why? Because it's always fucking men. I'm yeah. riled. I get riled too and I, like one of the girls that I follow on Instagram got a message and it was like, oh, this happens to men too. And it's like, yeah. It does, but show us. We will happily oh, speak out for you. Happily. And I'm not, like, anything that happens to women can happen to men. Completely, absolutely, 1000% agree. Yeah. However, 
women do not send random vagina pics. Yeah. I don't want your dick pic. Please stop. Oh my God, they're so gross. They always look like melted ice cream. Guys, just don't do it. And they're always unsolicited. Yeah. Always. We never ask for them. I don't want it. Keep it to yourself. I mean, I get messages on Instagram from just sickos. Not all the time. Not all the time. Not regularly. But I have gotten messages from fellas online being like, want to see my dick? And I'm like, no. Why would I want that? (laughs) Pay me. (laughs) (laughs) Like, please, sir, stop. And like, why can they never take no for an answer? Yeah. Why? Yeah, but back to the original point. Revenge porn is not a crime um, in, and in, in Ireland. And it really should be. If Ashton Kutcher can make a fucking video about it, you, know. you can put it on your Instagram story. If you're doing Movember in Ireland, what, lads, listen. If you're doing Movember and you're trying to raise money for your chosen chosen mustache or whatever. Yeah, your chosen charities for whatever. Mm-hmm. Can you at least... Put the fucking, the petition, the, yeah, the link to the petition in your Instagram. Like, we see you. We see. I want to give a shout out to Peter who set us up. He put it in his story and he is the only, Mm -hmm. he's the only male. He's the only male that I've seen put it on his story. I haven't seen anybody else. Mm. Peter is an absolute, he doesn't listen, but he's He's an angel master. Yeah. I mean, I was talking to Cottle about it and I was like, how many times do you remember something like this happening in school? And everybody yeah. lolling, mostly yeah. lads, lolling. Always, always lads. And like, I feel bad because at the time I would have been like, huh. But at the time as up, like a 16 year old girl. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, can't believe she did that. Stayed of her. Yeah. But in saying that, I was 15 once. Yeah. I sent a booby pic. A, a booby pick, girl. <laughs> I I could have made fucking a million euro like an OnlyFans. I was flat out. Yeah. And if that had happened to me, I don't know what the fuck I would have done. Yeah. I honestly don't. And you do trust these people. The, and this is what I was saying to Cottle. Like, I should be able, not now, obviously, I'm in a relationship, but back then. Yeah. I should have been able to send whoever I was dating a pic of myself for them mm. and it stay with them yeah. without the fear of it ever going any further. And the thing is, in that Discord server, many of the girls there were 16. That's child porn. That is child porn. And they, like, Carl was like, just get them done for that. And I was like, no, they should be done for all of it. And actually as well, somebody made a really good point it shouldn't be called revenge porn because these girls have done nothing no. to for anybody to seek out quote revenge. It's I don't even know what to call it. It's I don't know what to call it, but it's absolutely disgusting and it needs to stop. So we'll put the link to the petition in our uh, Instagram bio. If you could pop on there and sign it, it will take two it minutes would, of your time and it would really help us out here in Ireland. It really would. It's something that really needs to be done. It's absolutely disgusting. Hundreds of girls, hundreds yeah. of girls, photos were leaked that they had sent to people that they thought that they could trust. And that could be, I don't want to say that that could be your sister or anything because it, it is a woman and she's a human at the end of the day. But think about it in the way that your brother could be in that discord. Your brother could be in that Discord chat. Your work friend. Your work friend, your brother, your father, your Your boyfriend, your boss. They all could be taking part in that. 
sending on photos to group chats being like, lol, look what I just got. It's disgusting. Yep. And I do like mean that. I mean that. It's absolutely disgusting. And if you are somebody who is partaking in that, absolute shame on you. You should know better. You should know better and don't listen to our fucking podcast. And I do not want your dick pics. No woman does. Ever. Come on, guys. I could not be clearer about that. It's very caveman-like to just be like, genitals. <laughs> you know? No, I know. Okay, we're just going on a tirade here. We are. I'm very, very sorry. We have been Give Us Morgue. Please sign the petition. Um, Because it is something like, it's just disgusting. It's upsetting, really, mm-hmm. as a woman. Like, I've mentioned this to people in other countries and they're like, what? It's not criminalized? Like, what? It's something that I think I probably would, like, because it is disturbing as a woman. Yeah. I want to be able to send Carl a booby pic without yeah. being, like, I am not scared. He hates everybody, so it's fine. Yeah. But, like, you know, yeah, the fear is there in you. Yeah. That, like, you're like, oh, my God, imagine he sent it to his friends and then his friend sent it to another friend and then another friend. Like, as a person... I should be able to do that without being scared because at the end of the day, the person that I'm seeing is the person that I'm sending it to. Yeah. I'm not sending it to my boyfriend's friend. If I wanted to do that, I'd do that. I wouldn't. I'm not that kind of person, but you know what I mean. Yeah. You, like, if I wanted the whole world to see my booby pic, I'd send it. Heck, yeah. I'd just post it up on Instagram and be like, boobies. Yeah. And that would literally be my caption. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But anyway, yeah, Anyways. we have been Give Us Morgue. We have been Give Us Morgue. Um, if you have any suggestions or anything at all that really you want to chat to us or anything, like, how are you all really? It's how very, are you really? It's a very important question. Needs to be asked more. You can always email us at giveusmorgue at gmail.com or you can DM us over on Twitter or on Instagram at giveusmorgue. Um, and if you want to see who you are listening to, who are these passionate women? <laughs> you can follow us at Meg Powell underscore or at Mrs. underscore Neve. Please sign the petition. Would Bye. mean a lot. Goodbye. Woo. So long. Farewell. I feel her saying goodnight. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.